previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Chuck apologizes, Joe Arrow, for stealing your thunder, just so you know, there, Horn. Can't get cheeky with your nanny boos, Horn. Or get the other way around there, I don't know. The rope out chicken, get beer chicken down in Maryland, Horn. I'll tell you. I lost complete control of the podcast. <laughs> Littles, if you need a Tony Kornheiser show impersonator, I don't know why you would. You know now how to get in touch with Jason Bullet. Oh, man, that was amazing, wasn't it? It got crazy near the end, didn't it? <laughs> sure did. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we have with us this week, Simon's back. Simon, hey, how are hey, you? Hey, Oh, it's a, a long time no see. No here even. I'm good. It's been, I think it's been over a month. And Roxy, you're back with us too, right? Sure am. Hey, Simon. How have you even <laughs> survived without uh, me I, and without Roxy? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I do it. Actually, we're hoping Chuck's going to have good father for us on the next podcast because Chuck is out all day today shopping for a new car. And mm, super? No spoiler. <laughs> exactly. Now, I was just about to say, Roxy, no spoiler alert of what he's about to shop for. So hopefully he'll have a good story. We, Chuck, if you're listening, which you better be, we hope you're in your new car and it's everything you hoped it would be. Littles. We have to open the show with just an announcement, but we have exciting news coming up. We don't want to tease it too much, but we have an exciting announcement. It will hopefully be coming on our next episode. So hopefully on Saturday, let's call it a reveal. We have a reveal. That's what we're going to say. And we're excited about it. We hope you are too. Roxy, it's been a long time coming, really. And we are very excited about it. So we're going to start this week, actually, with a big shout out. Dan Byrne on yet another amazing song debut on The Big Show yesterday. That was amazing. And it's just so great. He let us use one of his songs on our show, too. And congratulations. That was was great. We're going to start with some errors. Todd Takei writes in, someone got a little excited about being your guest and confused Tori and Liz Clark while talking about Bruce Springsteen. Now that he's referring to Jason Bullitt, our last Meet the Littles guest, who when we asked about his Saturday Night Live musical guest, who we'd like to introduce, he said Bruce Springsteen, he made the reference. So good on you, Todd. I, we missed that too in real time because I did not pick that up until the listen back. And Todd also says, uh, Chuck, I hope you are listening, but he also says he would crush a double Whopper with cheese and ketchup and nothing else. That's all he says. That's all he will order from them is burgers. And I agree. That's what I said. It's that flame broiled taste. It just gets me sometimes. I'm not saying a lot. I'm just saying once in a while. Now, Simon, where do you come out on? It's a good uh, thing you're not. Well, it's funny. I assume you're talking about Burger King. Yes. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yes. I guess I well, I well, I actually used to be the uh, the voice of Burger King in the UK. I did it for about Stop. four years. Yeah. No way. Okay. That's right. Now, that was now, Loyal Little, little I swear thing. to you, we we don't set this up. I, I know it sounds like we must, and you're probably thinking, oh, the the Brits had a big thing on TV last night, so they bring the British guy back. That's not what we're doing here, I swear. It just, uh, this is how it worked out. It's a coincidence. Yeah, I, so I used to say things like, you know, get six-piece chicken nugget for just 99p, only at Burger King. I used to say all that kind of stuff. So, um, Wait a minute. That's amazing. Now, now, so this is in the UK you did this, and this was just a voiceover gig you had? Yeah, but so pretty much any commercial you'd see in the UK, for about four years, I think I did it. It was me being the the voice 
me telling you what's in it, wow. you know, flame grilled patties, all that stuff. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a fun, great little job. Yeah. That must have been a great little gig. Wow, I did not know that. See, we're even getting to know Simon as we go along here. Wow, I've known <laughs> you for how many years? I never knew that. That is so funny. So, and now Bobby and Adam, listen up. You might have a new fan. I'm just throwing this out there. Mary Faye Randolph writes in and says, I just spent time on the Google machine learning about the Mandalorian and where it falls within Star Wars movies I've actually seen. So good for you, Mary Faye. Now, I mean, I don't know if that means you're going to start watching. I mean, please let us know. Now, Roxy, I don't know about you, but ever since Chuck spoiled it for us, yes, I said it. Uh, You know, I haven't watched another episode yet, so... Have, have you continued at all? I, I honestly haven't had the time, but um, yeah. I think my oh, schedule yeah. is opening up a little bit so I can maybe get back to it. Yeah, um, in all fairness, I, I do plan on continuing. It just, I don't know, for me, the the like, the like urgency has kind of windled down a little bit. Now, Simon, have you been watching The Mandalorian at all? Yeah, I, I binged that one pretty fast. So, um, so you did bo- all, both seasons? Matter. Yeah, both seasons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So there was, but I definitely was, I, I, I definitely was confused as to where it landed within all of the franchise until obviously the end. Okay, so Simon, and, this will uh, be interesting. Actually, yeah, sure did will. you <laughs> did you know that that was not actually Yoda? Yes, I did know that. Ahead when did you When did you know that? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, ahead of time, I don't remember oh. how or why. I, I maybe someone told me or I think I just because Baby Yoda was just so it was in the such the zeitgeist wasn't it it was like there was enough people talking about it that I obviously picked it up somewhere that it wasn't actually Yoda. Uh, well that's the thing for us so many people were talking Baby Yoda this and Baby Yoda that like I automatically assumed that it was Yoda as a baby. Yeah, and so we'll we'll catch you up off air because we the listeners have heard all about this. Basically, Chuck blurted out one day that it wasn't Baby Yoda, and we yeah. felt like we it was yelled a spoiler. spoiler alert, and everyone and was like, was like I, "No, it's not a spoiler alert." Yeah, so you've had this, yeah. Uh, okay. I would I would be in that camp. I don't think it's a spoiler. All right, and next we have a message from Debbie Chapin Mitman. I love that name, and she actually says, "I'm listening to the latest episode and just had my David Aldridge moment." Your guest, Jason Bullock, graduated from Castleton University, formerly Castleton State College. My stepmom and late dad live in Bomosine, which is the next little town over. There's nothing in Bomosine except the largest lake fully inside Vermont. So Castleton is their town for shopping, dining, etc. It's a great little town with a shocking number of good restaurants, and I love their general store. It's a must-stop every time we visit. Of course, we haven't been for over a year, so I'm itching to get back up there. Thanks for the DA moment. So that's kind of cool. Fun. Simon, you said you've been up there? Yeah, my um, ex's parents had like a cabin up at a lake house. And so we would go up there a lot. So like, you know, I've been, yeah, the the lake freezes over. You can go snowmobiling across the lake and and, uh, it's it's really, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. It's a a very cute place. So I know that well. Weirdly. Excellent. Who would have thought a Brit would know Lake Bombasine in Vermont? Yeah, right? So, so random. <laughs> Who would have yeah. thought? Yeah. Or, or do ads for Burger King. Anyway, uh, next one from, from Bob Sproul. Your comments on a recent show, I think it was the Dan Byrne interview he writes. It's actually, it was uh, the Dwan Reese episode. We mentioned visiting Sun Records in Memphis, and it caused me to dig up this shot from our visit to Memphis in 2018. So we ha- we've got a photo. Maybe we'll tweet that out later. Yes, that is me standing with the very microphone that Elvis used. 
that famous day when he recorded That's All Right, Mama. And he says, actually, I very much doubt that it was the actual mic. But I was standing in the same spot as the King. You're right. Sun Records was a very cool place to visit, as was Graceland. Yes, I can't say it enough. We already said it in the previous episode. And it's it's one of those out of those way spots. So you got to go find it. It's not like right down Beale Street. So you got to go find it. But it's so worth it. It's a really cool. It's If you've ever been to the Motown Museum, it's very, very much just like that. So, I have the exact same photo. If you go to my Instagram and scroll very, very far down, you'll see ah. the same photo. Yeah. Oh, it's a great, it's a great, cool. yeah, it's a great museum. It's really, it was I, really awesome. I don't know if I have a photo of me there. I, I mean, I'm sure I, I know I have photos of the outside. I don't think I have a photo of me like standing there. I think I took a picture of the X on the floor. But, um, <laughs> that was pretty dumb of me, I guess. Anyway, uh, from, from Tony Peterson, <laughs> I agree with Roxy on Vanna White and the touchscreen letters. I mean, what's the point? And I agree. I, you know, the more I thought about this after we we talked about this, I really think they should have just left it the way it was. And then, sorry, Roxy, because I know you wanted the gig, but after she's ready to retire, as an homage to her, they should have then went digital and not hired any replacement. I mean, I think that would have been really cool. A big moment for Tony Beeson, speaking of. First of all, he sent us a jingle last episode. We, we aired it. It was a very cute little short ditty. And he went ahead and shared it with Dan Byrne, which I thought, wow, that's great. And apparently he liked it. So I'm reading you an email from Dan Byrne to Tony. He says, Tony, bravo. Thanks for making my morning. With your permission, I will add this to my radio station, Radio Free Bernstein. Well done, sir, even if it took you nine takes. Best Dan Byrne. And that's funny because I did the same thing with Tony when he mailed it to us. I wanted to make sure I had the right version and it just said take nine or something like that. Anyway, going back, Dan Byrne, you have a radio station? I mean, how did we not do this in your interview? So, Littles, look that up. Radio Free Bernstein. That's B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N-N. Radio Free Bernstein. How cool is that? And congratulations, Tony Beeson, on all that. So that'll be kind of cool. And finally, this has been great. We had so much feedback this week and so many emails, and we even had to leave some out. We apologize, but we're getting to as many as we can. From Michael Wynn, he writes, greetings from New Zealand. Just a quick note to say, right? Just a quick note to say I'm really enjoying the podcast, and I'd really love a chance to be a guest. Presently, we're 16 hours ahead of you. Keep up the great work. Kind regards, Michael Wynn. Um, Michael, we will be in touch, as they say. Um, absolutely. We, like we said, every little has a story to tell. We welcome all littles to come on, and we will hopefully get to all of you eventually. So, Roxy, we might have to set our alarms for that one or something. I, I, that, there's math involved. I know Roxy's not going to enjoy that. But we'll try to figure out when we can uh, figure out an interview time, because that'll be fun, right? Oh, for sure. I'll stay up all night if I have to. That's great. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be that's going to be an interesting one for sure. I'm going to even have to look up that on the map because I'm not even sure. I think that's right off of Australia, right? New Zealand? That's correct. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. What? Am I just supposed to know that? I would think most people know that, don't they? No? Uh, well, look who you're talking to. Sorry. So for I mean, me, it's math. <laughs> for him, it's geography. <laughs> I get. Well, I mean, I'm just saying off the top of my head. I mean, it's, all right. Well, sorry. Okay. Anyway. No, no. Let's no, get I'm out of impressed. here. Very impressed with your geography. Speaking of a place far, far away. See what I did there, Roxy? We have a fantastic guest for you. That's all we're going to say. A bunch of time zones away, but it's one you've all been waiting for, Little. So we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. <laughs>
It's almost not real The joy that I feel The things that she can heal We are being played in this episode by Nick Apostolaris. And this song is called Eleni. You can find all his stuff on Bandcamp. Just search Nick Apostolaris. Let me spell that for you. That is A-P-O-S-T-O-L-E-R-I-S. And you can just search him there and you'll see all his stuff. And as always, we'll play the entire song at the end of the podcast. Oh, you people. Please love each other somehow. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we have one. We are very excited. We've been trying to get this one for a while. All the way from Alaska, here's Anita from Alaska. Hey, how you doing? I'm just great. How is everybody? We're doing great. We're great. I mean, yeah. This is, I mean, obviously you're a familiar name to all the littles, and we just can't wait to hear all about you and meet you. So why don't we just turn it right over to you, introduce yourself, tell all the littles anything they might not know about you or anything you want them to know. Okay, well, I'm Anita from Alaska. I think Tony might have given me that name. I can't remember. Oh, wow. Um, But I grew up in the Philadelphia area, Delaware County, Delco girl, anybody knows what that is. And went to college in North Dakota, North Dakota State for a couple of years, and then decided New Orleans sounded much better. So finished up at University of New Orleans, got in the oil business, and moved to Alaska in 1984, and been here ever since. Wow. All right. So much to dive into already. Right. Um, what, what did you go to school for? <laughs> Criminology. Wow. Oh, wow. Interesting. Which okay. has nothing to do with what I do now, but... I did invest accident investigation, so that's probably the only part where it helps. So, okay, sure. and is, is that something you always wanted to do, like growing up? Oh no, I wanted to be a professional tennis player. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> but right. I was a choker, so that wasn't happening. Okay, so I got to be honest. This is this is stumping me. All of a sudden, I, I don't even know which direction to go into. They all sound exciting. Okay, so you started in Philly. You played tennis your whole life, like growing yep, up. Yep, my. My mom and my dad and my grandfather and my brother all were tennis teachers. Wow. That's what they did for a living when I was growing up. And so I started playing when I was like five and sure. You know, played tournaments, played the circuit. Uh, and this is all in Philadelphia, right? Yep. Okay. And went to college on tennis scholarship, North Dakota and the University of New Orleans. Okay. In North Dakota I played on the men's and the women's team. I think I was the first woman to play on a men's team there. Wow. That's Freaking okay, amazing. So, so that's why you went to North Dakota, I assume? Because you got oh, the scholarship? Oh, no, I had, a boyfriend, I had a boyfriend there. Oh. <laughs> 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 and we broke up six weeks after school started. So of course you oh, did. No. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, my God. Oh, life. <laughs> okay. So you moved to North Dakota for the boy and the scholarship. You started right. <laughs> You play on the men's and women's team. Okay. Yep. But now, so get into it a little bit. You said you called yourself a choker. Is that really true? I mean, what is that? You just couldn't oh, close yeah. out matches? I could, I would be play great till I got to the final and then I'd get to the final and I'd be like, oh, 
beer. Mm, oh, sure. okay. So, but you'd make it to the final. It's not like you choked in like the third, set, no, no. sixth <laughs> game every time or something. Okay, no. okay. Well, that's okay. Well, you kept making the finals. That's pretty good. I guess. And your coaches couldn't work on that with you. Like, what do you mean by choke? I mean, you were just. It. It was all mental. Oh, yeah. so you would like double fault and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. And when you, you know, when I watch, when you see the really good players, it's, you know, they talk about mental toughness. That's what it is. Because, you know, I go to these, you know, the U.S. Open and I would go every year because we were Mm -hmm. close by and, and you'd watch them warm up and they'd watch the the big players practice and they'd have hitting partners and the hitting partners were better than they were. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. they just didn't have the mental game to hang in there. Well, also, it's it can be a long game, too, especially if it goes all three sets or it's five sets for men's for most tournaments. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just that's so interesting. Like you said, especially when you see today's players and especially like when they're playing in like 90 to 100 degree heat and stuff like that. It's 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 a lot. Yeah. Especially those four or five hour matches. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, right. absolutely. Wow. wow. So that's so cool. So, so then you went to new Orleans uh-huh. and so I, I'm trying to connect the dots. How, when, and how did you get to Alaska? I met my husband in college okay. uh, in new Orleans mm-hmm. and uh, he is a geologist and mm-hmm. got a job with Arco and we went to Texas for a while. And then he always wanted to go to Alaska. That was his dream. Uh-huh. Uh, reading Boy's Life when he was a kid and always wanted to go there. So he had a choice of where he wanted to go. We could have gone to Lafayette, Louisiana or Anchorage, Alaska. So that was a no-brainer. Sure. Uh, now, so. what was that like for you? Unless he's going to um, hear this and you don't want to tell us. No, <laughs> like, no, it's fine. No, well, like you live in Texas. Like you go from Texas to Alaska. That must have been yeah. like a, a major shock to the system. Yeah. <laughs> right. It sounded like a great adventure, though. I mean, I love yeah, it. Oh, of course. Yeah. And it was great. It was not a problem at all. It's oh, good. wonderful up here. So we got married, and a week after we got married, we moved up here. Wow. Wow. Now, full disclosure, Alaska is the only state I've never been to. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I will get there someday. And there were two tours that I played on. Both were playing Alaska on the itinerary, and I left both tours before we got there. So I was really, really bummed about that because they played Anchorage both times and I was so excited, but better opportunities came up. So I left the tour for, you know, various reasons. Uh, so well, I still have... The always open. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> you need a place uh, to we stay. Will try... uh-huh. well, I don't know about that, we'll, but we will, trust me, we will look you up if, if we get up there for sure, because that's, that would just be a great story in general. So for all the littles. Yeah, I've got a little coming up this summer. You do? Oh, that's exciting. Now, I know you've been here before and stuff like that. So why don't we get into that? Like, well, actually, let's start here, actually. Do you have a favorite sport and what's your favorite team? Is tennis your favorite sport still or? Yes. Okay, so who's your favorite player and stuff like that? Oh, Federer. Federer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what about female? Uh, Probably Serena. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. She's crazy. Oh, she's the goat. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I mean, you know, I think Wilbon said it best the other day. Even if she doesn't win a gosh darn point ever again, her legacy is cemented. And that's yeah. oh, definitely. It's the truth. And she's you know? a she's a really, really nice person. My son was working for a former pro down there, so he got to meet Serena and Venus oh, and spent wow. some time with them. And he said they're just down to earth, nice people. Oh, that's, that's so, so good great to hear. hear. Isn't that great to hear when you have like someone you look up to and then you find out they're actually right. nice people? <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Well, 
that's great. And so I, I mean, met the other kind. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, being a pro yourself, which I'm going to say, because you would probably kick, you would definitely kick my butt. Um, now, how about the upcomer, Osaka? I mean, what do you think? Uh, she's going to be tough for, uh, doesn't get hurt. She's going to be pretty good for right? a long time. No, she looks great. She really does. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like, again, I don't know her. Who knows? Can always go the wrong way, but she seems like she has a good head on her shoulders. So that's always, yeah. you know. Good to Although see too. women's tennis is tough to watch with the screaming. My son always thinks, says, <laughs> thinks I'm watching porn downstairs. <laughs> it's just a women's tennis match. Yeah. Oh who is the one? Who is the old one? The, uh, I don't think she plays anymore. Uh, oh, the real... Sharapova. Yeah. Yes. And then I feel like, yeah. Oh, my God. It, was, yeah. anyway. it sounded like a crow. My son and I went to watch one of Sharapova's matches. We had to leave. It was so bad. Oh, wow. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's always, yeah, it's always interesting. But now I am interested. Now, do you root for any sport team? Being from Alaska where there's really no pro teams, right? Right. Not I'm even hockey, Eagles, right? Eagles. Yeah, I'm a no, Philly fan. You're Eagles, Philly girl. Okay, Philly that's what I figured. Flyers. So not too many littles probably uh, enjoy that when you come to town. But um, (laughs) so let's go into that. Your Tony fandom. When did all that start? What's your connection there? How did you start listening to him and all that stuff? Uh, I think it started in 2001 after 9-11. You know, the the radio was 24-7 of bad news. And Mm -hmm. so I started putting it on ESPN radio. And listening to that in the car, and Tony's show was on ESPN radio by then. So that's when I started listening yeah. and then just followed him through the different phases of his radio show. And you, you're a PTI fan as well, I assume? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're, you're, are you, you're a fan of Wilbon as well? or? Oh, yeah. It's just We've... great to watch those two fight. <laughs> <laughs> Tony just likes to get under his skin. He just looks for an opening and just gets in there. Sure. And oh, sure. Away. And throws in a Uranus joke, and there you go. You're all good. There you so. go. <laughs> Never so, that funny. Oh, yes. <laughs> already one of our questions answered. Thank you. So I would love, because I come from a family of criminal investigators, so I would love to go a little bit back there, if you don't mind. So when did that all go away and you decided to like go into a different direction? Well, once I got out of school and, you know, we moved around quite a bit. You know, we had to go to Dallas for like six months. Marco had a training program. And so I just picked up an odd job and then we ended up going to Houston and that wasn't going to be permanent. So didn't really try to get into the field. And then we ended up in Alaska and, and oil's king up here. So so what are you doing? Are you, oh, you did. Okay. So what does that mean exactly? If, well, I do. I'm the risk manager for the company I work for. And I oh, do. Oh, I see. You know, I write safety plans. I do accident investigations. I do inspections, pipeline stuff, mm-hmm. um, facilities. So I, I go up to Prudhoe Bay probably like twice a month, fly oh, up there wow. and spend a few days each time and try not to go too much in the winter, but. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's dark and cold all the time up there. Right. Now, I have a question. This might sound silly, but you know, you hear Alaska, you think in the middle of nowhere, but obviously a- Anchorage is a pretty big city. That's where you're from? Yes. Okay. So yes. do you like yeah. live in the middle of nowhere? Do you live in the suburbs? No. An- well, you know, any place in Anchorage, you can get in the heart of downtown in about 10 minutes. So it's, mm. right. it's not far. I mean, it's, I sort of live in the south end of town. I mean, they don't really have suburbs. It's just sort of the part of town you live in, west, gotcha. east, north, or south. And, uh, but it's not too much in the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah. Anchorage and there's Fairbanks is another big city, but there's a lot Juneau, of nowhere right? in between. Yeah. You can't drive to Juneau, so. 
Oh, you can't. Okay. All right. So I don't know the, the geography very well up there. Um, yeah, Juneau is the only state capital nobody can drive to. Wow. Oh, that's a good trivia question. Right. Interesting. I did not know that. All right, Littles, information for life. I mean, at least for me. <laughs> Maybe you knew, but I didn't. That's that's a great trivia question. Well, Roxy, do you want to ask anything about your lights situation? I mean... I mean, I'm obsessed with <laughs> the Northern Lights. Um, oh, I just saw them last night. I would you love to hear you. Oh, you did? Wow. Oh, yeah, they're, I'm jealous. They're, uh, even though I've been here for years, I still, I have an app on my phone that tells me when they're coming and mm-hmm. how strong it's going to be. And, oh, and wow. I get alerts on my phone at two o'clock in the morning. So I get up and get dressed and go outside to look at them. I oh, love wow. that. Okay. There's literally I've, an app for everything. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Roxy? They're unbelievable. They really yeah. are. They're almost scary. I mean, they're, especially when you get out of the city a little bit and the lights are there's not as much light pollution and they're mm-hmm. just they look right. like big curtains hanging in the sky and they move and flutter and they're, it's so fascinating to me I've been obsessed with them for probably since I was like a toddler and I saw a picture of them somewhere I I think it's a dream of mine to get up to Alaska and see them up there I know we, I could see them people have said you could see them in New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine and things like that but I feel like it's nothing compared to what they are, what they could be in Alaska. Yeah. I yeah. think you get a better window of seeing them. The first time I ever saw them was in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Oh. I came out of a party one night. I may have been drinking or doing drugs at the time, but I came out <laughs> with a little, As you a little do. scared. A little yeah. scared when I saw them. But they were and just how they dance in, in the sky is oh, so beautiful. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to feel like Tony because it has to do with, like, the whole moon and how much daylight. So how much more night do you have there? Like, what is the schedule there? Well, in the summertime, from May through August, I mean, it's just light. It's just light. It gets to be, like, around 1.30, 2 o'clock. It sort of gets, like, dusk. Oh, okay. But then it gets light again. Right. Um, when I'm up on the slope, or we call it the North Slope. We just call it the Slope up in Prudhoe Bay. The sun never goes below the horizon, so it never gets dark up there at all. Wow. But then in the winter on the slope, the sun never comes above the horizon, so it's you might get a little bit, a couple hours of dusk. light, but not. Yeah. Yeah. And, but in Anchorage, like in December, it'll get light around 10, 10.30, and then it starts getting dark again around 3.00. Is, See, that's the one thing I might have a hard time adjusting yeah. to. <laughs> but it's, it's way harder to get used to being light all the time than dark all the time. Mm, mm. That's I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. you cool. sort of you're sort of you're sort of like manic in the summertime. You just do everything. <laughs> I mean, you, you come home, you drive home, if you go out at night, you come home around midnight and people are out cutting the grass or washing their cars. Oh, and wow. there's still light out. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, why not? There was one time <laughs> There was one time I was on tour, and I can't remember. It wasn't Vancouver, but it was one of the farthest, I know that's the farthest west, cities up there in Canada. But I can't remember what it was. It was a late flight. We landed at like 1030 at night, and we got out of the airport, and it was like dusk out. And we were like, wait, what's happening right now? And uh, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. You're right. The first time it it occurs to you in person, I think, you know, because you can talk about it and you're like, oh, yeah, that that, we know that happens. But to actually experience it for the first time was just really weird. Yeah. It's like on Fourth of July fireworks. You got to wait till like 
midnight to barely see them. Oh, wow. Oh, I never wow. even thought of something like that. And, like, what about drive-in movies? They just go away, right? Do you even have those nowadays? Probably not. No, we don't. I don't think <laughs> we ever had one up there. <laughs> like, can you get that on Nobody Netflix? would go in the wintertime. Sure. Sure. <laughs> And in the summer, it's too light. All right, I'm probably going to cut that out of the podcast because that makes me sound like an idiot. <laughs> they already know I'm an idiot. No, that's true. Who would go in the wintertime when it's dark and then in the summer, it's always light, so you can't do mm-hmm. it. Okay. It's like right. 20 below in the, in the wintertime. Yeah, right. Oh, right. my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> all right. So, Anita, you can stick around, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So let's take a quick break and we'll come back because we got so many questions to ask you. So uh, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. A bird. A plane. No. The Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so thankful to have Anita from Alaska here. Now, you briefly mentioned this. Now, you said Tony gave you that nickname. Is that true? Or how, where did Anita from Alaska come from? That's all I can remember. Or somebody asked, or maybe it was KJ, that my last name was too hard and it was just easier to say Anita from Alaska. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, it's not the easiest name in the world. But I, I see. Okay. So now, I mean, one of the big questions, and please forgive me because I know it's been referenced before, but for the littles who might not know, now you've been to Chatter, correct? Yes. Okay. Any good Chatter stories? Now, what brought you there? You were just coming back home to the area? Uh, I was back for Jingle Fest when we had ah, when we, okay. uh, went to Chatter, yeah. Well, then you so must have some Jingle Fest stories. Yeah, I was at the first one. I was in Florida and was flying back to Alaska, and Jingle Fest was happening the next day, so I just decided to fly to D.C. from Palm Beach, and I landed about 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon and went to the hotel, got changed, went to the abandoned mine shaft where they were having it, and uh, <laughs> got to meet Yes, that's everybody. been described in detail. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, I think, I think Jason really, went through that, yeah. It was really a lot of fun. I got to meet quite a few people that become fast friends after that. And Tony showed up, which we were all just shocked. I mean, we, we all went right. to this without thinking at all that he'd even show up. You know, there was maybe he'd come, maybe he sure. won't. But I don't think any of us went there saying, I'm just going to go meet Tony and right. uh, have fun with singing some songs. I mean, they sang. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> but, um, and well, then, that was going to uh, be one of my next questions. Have you ever done a jingle? Yes. Right. I okay. That's uh-huh. Okay. And even made, made it to the show, even, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, I great. But you've never performed at Jingle Fest or anything like that? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. And so I, I cut you off there. I didn't mean to. So you were saying they, something uh, And about then uh, after, when it was over that night, that first night, and it turns out that Jason Fuse and Jason's wife and I were all staying at the same hotel. So I asked if I could get a ride back. You know, somebody I just met, hey, can you give me a ride somewhere? Um, <laughs> right. So it was really interesting. It's funny because we were driving back and talking. And so Jason was asking, you know, what I did, where I lived, and what I said. I worked up in Prudhoe Bay. And he's been there. He thought that was so cool because I know when oh, he, wow. he interviewed him, he traveled a bunch for that company. And one of his trips right. was to Alaska. So he'd been to Prudhoe Bay. And he said, I've never met anybody else that's been there. Oh, that's so thought, neat. So we had a little connection there, and Jason's wife is like the best. You should have her, you should interview her sometime to get her take on this whole thing. Well, is she oh, a little, yeah. or would she be more a tiny? 
Uh, I don't know if we went into that with Jason. Probably, I don't think we probably did. Probably a little. She's been to all the dick oh. fest and she puts well, up course. with us. Mm. Well, that's kind of what the definition of a tiny is. Someone who puts up with a little. So. Yeah. But um, I do think I do think making an appearance at Jingle Fest bumps your status up a little bit. Oh, sure. I'm I'm thinking Definitely. if we ever make it to a Jingle Fest, then I will I will then be able to graduate to a little status. Right. If you go but, to Jingle Fest to uh, find out where the after Jingle Fest party is. Oh. They're the best. Oh. oh. We've had a few Inside of information. We've had a few of those. They've been oh. really, really fun. They last till three or four o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh. <laughs> Good to know. We'll file that yeah. one a little bit in the back of our heads. Um, right. It's, it's interesting, though, because we've also had Littles now. Michelle, I remember one specific where she went to her first Jingle Fest. She was just like, what the hell is happening? Who are these freaks? So... <laughs> She went, and she was definitely not a little at the time. She was like, oh, uh-huh. no, 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 not yet, not yet. But she became a little. So that's fun. Now, Anita, we were talking, and I think it was Jason, speaking of Jason, it was during his interview we came up with the concept of if they were going to do another Jingle Fest, because we believe this last year's was set to be in Nashville. And you said that you kind of like the concept of the RV trip, right? I think that would be a great idea. Right? I think we should... Maybe all bunch of us meet in Atlanta and drive from Atlanta to Nashville. Oh, in an that RV. could be fun too. Because that's only like five hours, not even. I don't think. Yeah, because Jason's in Atlanta. I think uh, uh-huh. Luke, I think, is in Charleston. Okay. And then we could drag up a few more people, but I think that would be so much fun. Oh yeah, and I've said this before, and I do think if there's other local Atlanta, Atlantans, is that what they're called? Whatever. Georgians, whatever, um, that would, you know, you could raffle off a spot in that car for the drive or the, you know, whatever. And for a charity of some sort and raffle off that last spot. And same thing with the golf and all that stuff. And you, and you wouldn't even have to know anybody. I mean, that this group has been so welcoming of anybody and everybody, whether they're bigs, littles or whatever. They're just such a nice group. The second Jingle Fest, people were, oh, I don't know. I didn't go. And if I'm going to go and, and. We just kept encouraging people to come because it's just, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. There's so much to do. You know, you're, you get very little sleep, but you just hang around with these great, interesting people. I mean, they're so interesting outside of the little community. They've all got great stories, just kind people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. From what I'm gathering, the stories I'm hearing, there's multiple stuff going on at the same time. So like in some senses, you might have to make decisions. Like I think there was one year where they said, some people went to a baseball game. Others went to Little Golf, I guess they called it, Little's Golf. And then uh-huh. and then some people went to PTI, to a taping of PTI. So it's right. like, right there, for me, I, I'd, be dist- I'd be stressed out. Like, I, I golf. I would love to go to Little's Golf. I love baseball. I would love to go to a baseball game with other Little's. And then, hello, to go watch PTI? Because I've never gotten to do that. I mean, I'd be, that might be That's a good a question. That's lots of fun. PTI is fun. Oh, my gosh. Right. So now you've done that? Yes. Okay. So any good stories there? I don't know. Wilbon wasn't there, of course. Of course. He's never there. We're not even (laughs) convinced Wilbon's ever there. (laughs) I'm serious. Every story, almost not every story, but I'm going to say at least, what, Roxy, nine out of ten, I feel like. KJ, I think she said she's been multiple times and he was never there. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I just remember Tony gave me a hard time because I hadn't brought him any fish. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> I usually now, send a big box of salmon to him. Oh, that's wow. Oh, wow. That's great. Now, was Wilbon on the show, though, that day remote or was it like Phil and Frank? 
Uh, he was on the show. He was from. He was. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. good. So at least you got like at least the full regular dose. So that's good. Right. I did uh, get to meet Frank. Was there that day though? I got to meet oh. Frank. He's a really nice cool. guy. Oh yeah. A really nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he seems like it. Yeah. yeah. So now going back to the the show a little bit. Have you ever done a Friday Five? No. You no. do the questions for it. Yeah. No. Oh, would you like to? Sure. I think. I well, never got asked. Oh well, well I mean Claire usually I, I, now Claire that doesn't count. I said your name, but I had to because <laughs> we all need to know who's in charge of the the thing. Okay, so Claire put it out there, and I was I referenced this on a previous podcast where I was blown away. Like within like it felt like minutes, she was booked through April. Like so yeah. many people wanted to do it and volunteer. So yeah, I don't think she's going to be like seeking out people anytime soon to ask them. But I'm sure. You know, if you just sent a little message to, to you know who, I'm sure we could get you on that list because I think that'd be fun because you could do some like local type questions, yeah. You know, from the Alaska thing, so that would be fun. So, all right, so we'll we'll put that out there in the Littles world and maybe that'll happen someday. So now we were talking about all the things you can do at Jingle Fest. Now Littles Golf was one of them. Now, are you a golfer? Mm, I'm a cart driver. You're a car driver. Do any of your family members golf or anything like that? Uh, my husband went to college on a golf scholarship. Oh, my. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> He's the golfer of the family, not me. My son actually went to college on a tennis scholarship in Florida. But since he's moved to New Mexico, he moved to New Mexico and they don't move to Hobbs first, which had like one tennis court with a chain link fence for a net. So oh my he didn't gosh. play a lot of tennis there. So he started playing golf and now oh, he's. Oh, neat plays golf all the time and is enjoying that little different mindset than tennis. Right. And you uh, said there was, you had a fun story about that, right? Well, he was, he was out to play golf and, and got put into a foursome with some people he didn't know. And he was sharing a cart with another fellow and they must've been talking about sports or something. And this guy was a serviceman and had been in Iraq Afghanistan and deployed and was telling my son how he listened to this guy who really helped him get through what was going on around him with the war going on and um, just kept talking about him. My son was like, where, where is he going with this? And he goes, yeah, it's this podcast I listened to, Tony Kornheiser. Wow. And my son just looked at him and said, are you a little? <laughs> and he just had this weird look on his face and said, how do you even know what a little is? He just said, my mom's a little. And I guess they had pre- he had previously told this guy that he was from Alaska. And and all of a sudden, this guy, oh. it's like, a, like a light bulb went off. He goes, oh, my God, is your mother Anita from Alaska? <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And this guy just totally freaked out. He goes, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Did he make him call you on the phone? Actually, <laughs> That's they, what I would have done. Sent, they sent pictures. They were both giving me the TK salute. And they sent me a picture uh, from the golf course. Oh, I love that. And they've been friends ever since. And actually, that, uh, his name is Michael. I am. I'm sure he won't mind me giving his name. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Michael. He and his, I don't he know, and his I don't wife know if he listens are, to our podcast, but... Well, he will when I tell him to. Ah. So. <laughs> but I ended up going down there a couple months later and took him a bunch of PTI swag and some oh, little yeah. swag because it was his, I think it was his maybe 40th birthday party or something they had. So oh, we surprised yeah. him, went over to that. Oh, that's so and, nice. Uh, he and his wife are coming up here this summer for their uh, oh. anniversary. Oh, so they're going to come up terrific. and visit. Amazing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Gosh, such my, a small world. 
<laughs> yeah, he and my son have become really good friends and play golf quite a bit. And now, is your son a little as well now, or not really? I think so. I mean, he's okay. done little. He hasn't. He was going to come to Nashville for Jingle Fest, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. But right. he's done. Uh, he's been on PTI on the Fortune Teller. Oh, oh cool. Neat. Yeah. I've got gotten to do that with, once. Roxy hasn't yeah. yet, but she's holding Not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's, so, just, yeah, that's he, such a neat story. It was. It really was. And he's just a great guy. Oh, great. Well, now I need I mean, we just have some fun, dumb questions. Uh, awesome. I'm good at those. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we're trying to mix them up a little bit. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Wow. Right. That's a good one. Good one, right? And I guess mm. we never clarified. Can they? Can it be dead or alive? I think so. Yeah. So if you there's someone in the past that you just really, really, you know, idolized or uh, something. The Doors. Ooh. Mm. Good answer. That's an excellent answer. I, I, I mean, I'm like not even. Now I don't know if you know this, but I think you probably know that Roxy and I are both in the entertainment business, right? So of yeah. course, the the egotistical in myself would be like, well, I'd want to introduce myself. <laughs> like, I want to be the musical guy. Well, like, oh my gosh. Well, we had KJ on and we were talking about uh, not Bieber. What's her other? Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Oh, and, God. And I. <laughs> <laughs> She's obsessed with him. I that know. Hilarious. And I had said, well, I kind of, and this is before I even knew about the obsession. So this wasn't just for her. I had said, like, I think he's one of the better hosts overall. And yeah. part of that was the first time I think he was ever on. He was also the musical guest. Now, I'm telling you. Behind the scenes, that is not an easy show to do, okay? Because it's there's so much you get one week of rehearsal and not even, and there's just skits and there's changes and it's live. And, you know, to, to have to worry about just being the host is astronomical, I would think, okay? Then to, on top of it, have to like run over and be like, oh, get my monitors on and my headsets on. And, oh, now I'm going to go perform on pretty much live television. Now, I know he's in the business of that, but you know what I'm saying. It's just a lot. Anyway, oh, yeah. so... I don't know, taking one from him, I, I always thought it would be fun, like, okay, maybe I'll introduce someone else, but I'll get to play drums for him or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Roxy, do you have any of the ones you want to ask? Well, I we've been asking, what is one thing that Tony does that drives you crazy? It, prob- it doesn't drive me crazy, but if I was married to him, it would, is this credit card cash thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would that would be over. That would be over. <laughs> if breaker. I was his spouse, I would have to r- radical about that. Right. <laughs> oh, now this one might be interesting because of where you live, actually, because you're kind of in the wilderness and whatnot. Another r- rather new question: Would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals? Uh, control the weather. Oh, okay. Cool. And what? And what would you make it? 75 and sunny. Oh, okay. okay. Quick for orchids. Right. Mm-hmm. I would go with that, too. I mean, I would love the ability to talk to animals, but if I can, if the weather could be that every day, all year round, I'd be so happy. <laughs> yeah. I know. It'd be perfect fishing weather. Mm-hmm. Right. So you fish? Oh, yeah. What has been, like, your, the best catch you've had? Um... I had a 68-pound salmon, king salmon. Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> Did you say 68? Uh-huh. And Is a that wow. And a 125-pound halibut. All right. <gasps> Way to bury the lead. 
Wait, are these like some records or something? Like, I, I oh, have no, no idea. Not, no? A, not even close. The oh, record wow. for Salmon is 98. Wow. Okay, but yours was 68? Uh-huh. I mean, all right. I, you're in the ballpark, I think, right? Getting I mean, close, getting close. Holy cow. And you said 125 Salmon? Halibut. Uh, or Halibut. Halibut, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. It's like, wow. It was like reeling up a refrigerator from the bottom of the ocean. Holy cow. That's And this was just like you're out on the lake, 75 and sunny, you're just enjoying yourself? Or was this like? The fish was on a river. It's on the Kenai River Okay. And for the salmon. And the halibut was out of Homer, Alaska. I've caught, we've caught other ones. We, we used to have a boat um, in Seward, Alaska. And we'd spend weekends for 20 years in Seward taking the boat out. Is a thirty-foot wow. bay liner. This might actually be a dumb question, but how do you you just with a hook and line yeah. and a pole? Uh-huh. Just yeah. For the, wow. The big halibut, you know, those are that big. They usually shoot them before they bring them in a boat. Oh. Um, because oh, wait, they, that people, seems like cheating. Well, you <laughs> get, you reel them into the boat. I mean, you reel them uh-huh. up to the side of the boat, but. They flop around so much when you bring them in that people right. have broken their legs and gotten thrown overboard. Oh, wow. So they usually, uh, they usually shoot them first. It's dangerous. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Wow. The, the only thing I've ever caught are little sunnies. Those little <laughs> tiny fish. Actually, no, I did catch. I caught, I caught a catfish once, and it was so scary that I <laughs> dropped my line, dropped my pole into the water, and ran like, 20 yards the other direction and my dad was like what are you doing <laughs> yeah I was gonna say uh, my mom actually sent us a picture once and I thought it was like a big deal uh it was like a 20 25 pound maybe not even that uh catfish I thought that was like the biggest thing I'd ever see I mean you're just blowing my mind with this 68 over 100 pound fish that's crazy <laughs> that's amazing so one more actually we haven't done this one in a while crunchy or smooth peanut butter Depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but usually oh, smooth. Oh, usually you, go, smooth. you know, that's yeah. another one that a lot of people are very definitive about in in most, it seems, most times. I'm kind of the same way. It depends what I'm putting it on. Right. If I'm, if I'm making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, it's definitely crunchy for me, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if I'm using bread, I use smooth. If I'm going to toast the bread, I'll probably put crunchy. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. Interesting. I can so. see that. Well, Anita, we can't thank you enough for coming on today and sharing these stories. I mean, some of these are gold, Jerry. Gold. Gold, Jerry. (laughs) So, um, but as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy. Over or under? Over. (laughs) Case closed. Case closed. That's it. That's all you got. That's it. That's the list, right? Yep. (laughs) So... All right. Well, again, now, do you have anything you need to plug? Uh, how can we find you? You're on Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter, at SafetyGal, AK. Gotcha. Cool. I have nothing to plug, but this has been a lot of fun and just really appreciate you guys doing this because even though I, I know a lot of the people you've talked to and stuff, it's just sort of neat hearing different stories from them and just love them more than ever now. Aww. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun for us. And I, I've said it before. Every little has a story, I feel like. Anyway, well, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate the time. Thank you for asking me. This is oh. delightful. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. 
and just more great stories. That's all we can say. We love every one of them. We thank all you littles for coming on and taking the time to meet us and meet all the other littles. And we just can go on and on. And thank you, Anita from Alaska. I mean, that's one we've been waiting for for a long time. And we really appreciate you taking the time. So we did want to take a quick second and just say yesterday was International Women's Day. And we wanted to acknowledge that, as was yesterday, National Proofreading Day. So we hope, Claire, we hope you got to do something really great to celebrate because obviously we hear proofreading, at least we at the Loyal Littles podcast, we think of you. So yes, we said your name, but happy National Proofreading Day. That was yesterday. So today, though, is National Get Over It Day. And that's exciting. And that's, oh, that's a good that's, one. <laughs> right? People everywhere are encouraged to self-reflect and move on from whatever it is that's weighing on them. And I have to agree. I think that's a fantastic idea. So happy National Get Over It Day, you two. It's also National Meatball Day. Now, Roxy, I know you like that one. I love meatballs. So uh, <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're going to be having for dinner. And it's also National Barbie Day. Now, for most of these, you know, you just sit there and go like, who makes up these things, right? Like National Meatball Day. I mean, who decided that today of all days, you know, March 9th is National Meatball Day? Well, this one actually makes a little sense because on March 9th, 1959, the first Barbie doll went on display at the American Toy Fair in New York City. So I sort of get that one. And one real quick melancholy, happy trails type of thing. But on March, first of all, how has it been 25 years? But on March 9th, 1996, we lost George Burns at the age of 100. Now, like I said, first of all, how has it been 25 years? But I I just want to read this real quick. On March 9th, 1996, the legendary cigar-chomping performer George Burns dies at his home in Beverly Hills, California, just weeks after celebrating his 100th birthday. He was born in New York City. He was one of 12 children. Skipping, I mean, we all know the legendary of George Burns, but I, I just kind of wanted to talk to him about for my personal life later on in life. After he underwent major heart surgery in 1975 at the age of 79, his career got a second wind. That year, he played a retired vaudevillian in the film adaption of Neil Simon's play The Sunshine Boys, co-starring Walter Matthau and Richard Benjamin. He won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for that role. After that, there was no shortage of movie parts, he played God in Oh God. He also played God in the sequel, which was Oh God Book Two, it was called. And then Oh God, You Devil in 1984, in which he was featured as both God and the devil. And then even after that, he also starred in Just You and Me, Kid, another great movie in 1979. I'll never forget that one. And Going in Style. And he worked right up to another movie, 18 again, in 1988. So there's just so many things about these movies that I remember. Oh God, You Devil was cute. I mean, it was kind of like a money grab, but the first two especially really hit home. Just really adorable. And George Burns was just such a great performer. And obviously he started in vaudeville and all that stuff growing up on the stage. And of course he became famous with his wife. And in 88, Burns won an award for Lifetime Achievement from the John F. Kennedy Center for Performing Arts. I mean, he just was an icon. He lived to 100. I thought he was going to live forever. I mean, the only one I can think of that could come close to that in today's world would be Clint Eastwood, who, believe it or not, is almost 91 years old. I mean, this say what you want about Clint Eastwood, but he did The Mule in 2018, and he was 88 years old. I mean, this guy's doing movies at 88 years old, and he has another movie in post-production right now. So 
I mean, uh-huh. this guy just keeps working. And he's a director. He's directing and acting. I mean, he's just unbelievable. He reminds me a lot of George Burns in that where he's just going right till the end. So as promised on our Twitter feed, we are going to get into real briefly the big event. First of all, I, and I'm just going to totally turn this over to you. I did see a lot of it. Roxy, you and Simon both saw this big interview, right? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So I'm just going to start it by off saying, I, I just have to say this. How much did we miss Oprah? I mean, all I can say is there are people out there that are so good at what they do. And especially in the media world, you can say what you want about whether the topics they talk about are something you agree or disagree, but you cannot take away from some of these people how good they are at interviewing and reporting. And like I said, it might not be with stuff you agree with, but it was just so great to see Oprah back. And that's all I can say. I mean, I, I got to see her show live one time and it was such a thrill. And anyway, let's go back. Roxy, why don't you take it away and introduce it a little bit? Oh, well, of course, we're referencing the interview that Oprah did with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And wow, I mean, there is a lot that we as, I don't want to say normal people, but regular old everyday people, there is a lot that we don't know about. And the one thing, one of the biggest takeaways for me, a message that Megan had put out there that I strongly, strongly agree with is it's very important to remember that you don't know what a person may or may not be going through behind closed doors. And you may think you know the whole story, but you really don't. So before you pass any judgment, just remembering that and the things that you say and the things that you do really have an impact on people's lives. So just remembering that treat everyone with kindness. And whether you care about the royals or not, I go up and down with that. But like, these are still human beings. And these are still lives that are being lived and trying to be lived the best that they can. So first and foremost, I wanted to say that it was extremely interesting, extremely insightful. It seemed very honest and genuine. And where they seem to be in their lives now seems like a good place. They're finding their happiness, they're finding their peace, they're growing their family and that in itself is really wonderful to see and hear about now simon you you said you got to watch it too right how did it i did yeah i mean it's 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 an impossible subject really i think uh like you watch it and like they, they they're obviously i like to have the belief that everyone is a good human being they're obviously people that have gone through a lot the question for me always is just like why and they they somewhat answered but something like why what were they trying to get out of this interview like if they're happy and all that, we all know that feeling of wanting to be like, well, I, I, everyone needs to know my side of the story, but they're generating more and more press and more and more media for themselves. I'm just so interested as why. Why do they want sure. to do these interviews when they're trying to escape all of that? Yeah, I think it's an impossible situation. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like, I would understand if you feel that your name and your character is being dragged through the mud for seemingly no reason. I can understand wanting to stand up for yourself and speak and say, look, you know that part of the story. You don't know this part of the story. And if you knew this part of the story, that might change your opinion on it or at least give you an opportunity to take a step back and take a breather. So I I can understand that aspect of it. But I also agree with you, Simon, like what's the gain? What is the hope for this that you want to come out of it? Well, I don't know. if I may real quick interrupt, I mean, the one thing I do think it highlighted was there were a lot of hot topics 
that came out of this that I'm glad because I actually saw some things on Twitter, people saying like, you know, the, obviously Americans saying, what do we care about the British for? You know, blah, blah. but they're bringing up topics like racism and all these other just little things that aren't little. So yeah, I think sure. that's important. Mental health, all that yes. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, Simon. And I want to be very clear about this because full disclosure, I did not watch the whole thing. I did not have time yet to see the whole thing. The section about self mental help, all that. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are, whether you're a prince, or you're a celebrity or you're a nobody. If you think you need help, get help. No matter what someone says to you, get help. That section just killed me where she was saying, oh, we we don't think you should go see someone because it'll make us look bad or something like that. And it, it, it yeah, just really hit that's home. that's totally it, wrong. It mm -hmm. killed me. It really did. And I, fe I felt so yeah. bad for her. There's got to be ways to do it where no one will know. Even if it's like with technology today, you know, I'm sure there's ways of doing it via Zoom or something like that where no one will yeah, hopefully know, right. you know, whatever. But even, and, uh, even still, there are topics like this are, it's so important to bring it to light, to normalize it so that when it does happen, because it happens more often than we think, it's not such a taboo thing to have a conversation about. These are things that just should be, look, this happens, this is how we solve it. And it is okay to talk, it should be okay to talk about it. Yeah. That's where I stand. I mean, I agree. It was it was so wrong for them to deny her that just because she wasn't, I mean, she went, she said she went to human resources and the best they did was say, our heart goes out to you, but there's nothing we can do because you're not a paid employee. That is so wrong. And I think it's important that we talk about it. And it it's an uncomfortable topic, but you have to you have to have the conversations in order to make any difference in somebody's life. That was tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. And it, it, I mean, the other thing is like it's just okay. So now there's I don't know if you know you've been following it all, but like there's this stuff about the, about her being a bully and how firing right. all these people and all that kind of stuff. Like there's just so much. I tend to just tune this all out because it's just like he said, she said, they mm -hmm. said. It's just so hard, which is why it's just like I feel like this just, just keeps feeding into it. But I do think getting out there and talking about mental health and talking about race issues is important. I just it, it just I, I'm just confused as to the way it's been done, like and what they're right. trying to do for themselves achieving. But uh, there's so many sides I mean, to every story. And it could also know. be yeah. according to her, she was silenced and yeah. he was getting no help from his own blood family either and so this is maybe their opportunity to let everything out regardless of the outcome and then that way they can at least their the weight is lifted off of their shoulders a little bit I don't I don't know if it's as simple as that I wouldn't be surprised if it's as simple as that I also wouldn't be surprised if there's more to it than that yeah I, I just I don't know there are a lot of people that don't care and that's fine so don't watch it don't listen it's cool but I agree there are some good takeaways from this and the conversations need to continue to happen about certain things like mental health and race and yeah but um, we we can all agree though that we missed Oprah right oh for sure I mean I, 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 mean, I just I, I didn't realize her. how much I missed her actually right? so she's so um, good but in all seriousness real quick I know there were a ton of different topics that were mentioned in that interview, but this one kind of hit home. So I did want to just quick do the NAMI shout out, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. It's NAMI. Get help if you need it. 1-800-950-6264. That's 1-800-954-6264. Info at NAMI.org. It's so important, especially with what everyone's going through these days. 
So thank you guys for your input on that. I, yeah, I, really I will. My last thing is I was I was happy to hear that it seems like the general consensus is everyone loves the Queen. So like that 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 <laughs> was like okay, well, well, at, least, that... at least we can all agree that like the Queen is a nice person. I was like, okay, that's good. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank I mean, goodness that's really for that. Really, yeah, exactly. So, Roxy, tell them how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com, on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod, and on Facebook, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify or anything like that, where you Close. can rate and review, <laughs> rate and review us. We'd love to hear your thoughts or see those stars, however many you choose to give us. Thanks Absolutely. so much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very good, Roxy. That was really good for your first time. Uh, it's Thank iTunes you. is what you were oh, looking iTunes. for, not That's Spotify. That's what I was missing. Thank That's you. <laughs> Excellent job. Less I have to worry about. Really appreciate it. Simon, thank you so much for being with us again. It's been Thank way too long, guys. sir. And bravo for you. We referenced you on one episode and just bravo to you to going out to the West Coast to help your friend in need. So yeah. you're still out there for a while. Good on and, you. Um, you're a good human. Yeah. I'm all That's right. That's why we have you on I'm the podcast. Right. So anyway, <laughs> all right, all you loyal littles, we'll see you next time. Remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Use the code. Oh my god, is your mother Anita from Alaska? <laughs> no way! <laughs>
the joy that I feel The things that she can heal Those secrets of her Aid somehow knows her The hidden wisdom knows her The path to goodness she smiles When people know and are kind She hurts when she sees it podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.